What's going on, everybody? And welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 331, and we're here on Tuesday, November 23rd, right before Thanksgiving. Uh, let's start off with uh, the awful event that happened this weekend up in Waukesha, Wisconsin. This this crazy guy, no, uh, no one apparently knows the motivation, although we can speculate about that in a minute, but yeah. basically drove his SUV through a Christmas parade that was occurring there. Uh, running over dozens and dozens of people. Um, I believe over 48 victims were treated at the hospitals. Unfortunately, five people died. Most of them were over the age of 50 uh, because they were part of a uh, like uh, dancing old people group, as far yeah, as I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The names were Virginia Sorensen, a 79-year-old female. Leanna Owen, a 71-year-old female. Tamara Durand, a 52-year-old female, Jane Coolidge, a 52-year-old female, and Wilhelm Hospel, an 81-year-old male. The suspect, identified as Daryl Brooks, 39, from Milwaukee, a black male, and he has a rap sheet longer than anything I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, He was taking part in an ongoing domestic violence case, uh, he had previously tried to run people over with his car, including his uh, either ex-girlfriend or wife or significant other or whatever it was, I think baby mama. And so the biggest thing of this entire incident is that he was released just days prior on a absurdly low bond because of liberal bail reform. Yeah, I think it was only a thousand dollars. Yes. And so like, they're looking into that and uh, he's an OLM supporter and uh, right. And, so what's your take on it? Because he I, does I, have a lot of questionable yeah. social media posts. Yeah. Uh, he has a lot of questionable motivations here. Um, you know, the, they, the liberal media tried to excuse this as, oh, well, it was a police chase and well, not quite. Yeah, uh, so what's your take on the whole thing? My take. Oh, first of all, my take is I am shocked given the video that only five people died. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know like over 40 have been injured, but only five people have died. I mean, that, yeah. is, that is, I mean, I thought it would be a lot worse um, of the 40 injured, 18 are kids though. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers for them. It's from a, it's from a marching band, I believe. Yeah, yeah, marching band. It just, you know, I, I mean, I, I believe, didn't he stab somebody prior to this and he was fleeing the scene? And then he said, you know, oh, a parade and just went right through. Yeah, that's, that hasn't been confirmed. Oh, it hasn't been confirmed. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on. But I, yeah. but but what is for certain is that if Daryl Brooks was a white guy, this would have been labeled oh, yeah. terrorist attack. The liberal media would be talking about it like crazy. But like the the second Capitol Hill attack from the Nation of Islam guy, yep. it vanished within hours. So, yeah. Well, you know. I mean, there's a lot of questions to be answered here. No one has been able to to answer a motive yet. I mean, it's quite an unhinged thing to do if you're just fleeing a scene to drive through a crowd like that. And it wasn't like it was just an open-ended thing. Like there was there was clear police barriers that he drove through. The cops even, I think a couple of them opened fire to try to stop him. And you can see in some of the videos, cops were running after the vehicle. But you know, like you said, if this was flipped, you know, it would be endless coverage. And it, it's a little suspicious to me that this happened so close to Kenosha. Yeah. Especially just days after the Rittenhouse ruling. And, 
you know, this guy has a, a very, very questionable history. He should have been locked away forever from what he did previously. Yeah. And Even so there's, there's a lot of questions. Yeah. So, but like you said, uh, in reference to the second Capitol Hill attack, you know, it, it's being swept under the rug. And the Democrat politicians don't really have much to say about this. And ironically enough, the day after the attack, what do the Democrats on Capitol Hill do? Uh, AOC and, and the squad, they send a letter about how we need to look at bail reform across the United States. So yeah, I know. I'm a big fan of locking criminals up and not having them as a part of society. Yep. But, you know, apparently that's a controversial opinion nowadays. Yeah, that's great. It's, it's white nationalism if you say that. Oh, yeah. You know me. Um, (laughs) other news uh kyle rittenhouse had an interview with tucker carlson that aired last night i highly recommend you go back and watch the full thing if you have not seen it yet um it was a really good interview uh and and it really underlined the fact of you know not only was it on you know reinforcing a lot of things that we knew but also a lot of new information came out about this basically the the reinforcing things you know were obvious that you know, this wasn't just Kyle Rittenhouse on trial in Wisconsin. It was the right to self-defense on trial. You know, it had nothing to do with race. Like, uh, that. you know, that's obvious. Yeah. Um, but the, there was a few other things that, that were interesting that came out of it, and then we'll discuss it. So uh, Kyle Rittenhouse had a message for President Biden on how President Biden repeatedly smeared him as a white supremacist. Take a listen to that response. What did you make of the president of the United States calling you a white supremacist? Mr. President, if I could say one thing to you, I would urge you to go back and watch the trial and understand the facts before you make a statement. That's not a small thing to be called that. No, it's it's actual malice defaming my character for him to say something like that. And then the second and more damning uh, piece of information, which really got my blood boiling last night when I was watching this live, uh, take a listen to how he details his former lawyers, who you might recognize the names, Lynn Wood and John Pierce, who are infamous for their grifting having to do with the election last year. And keep in mind, on this show, on this very show last year, we talked about how Lynn Wood was nothing more than a low-life piece of shit. And this only reinforces that. Take a listen to what they did to him. Linwood was raising money on my behalf and he held me in jail for 87 days, disrespected my wishes, put me on media interviews, which I should never have done, which he said, oh, you're going to go talk to the Washington Post, which was not a good idea. Along with John Pierce, they said I was safer in jail instead of at home with my family. And then after I'm billed... Your lawyer said that. My lawyer said that. John Pierce and Linwood. 87 days is a long time to be in jail. It, it was it was very long. I lost a lot of weight in there. I, I, I since then gained it back. I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but 87 days of not being with my family for defending myself and being taken advantage to, being used for a cause by these by John Pierce and Lynn Wood trying to solicit, not solicit, trying to raise money so they can take it for their own benefit, not trying to set me free. They left him in jail for 87 days, using him as essentially a golden pig to raise cash to line their own pockets, doing irresponsible media interviews, 
only raising money for their own benefit and straight up lying to the media and disrespecting his wishes. Yeah. I mean, it was repulsive to hear that. What do you think of all that? Well, I, I think, I mean, first of all, I mean, my Lord, um, mm-hmm. again, you know, Lynn Wood being Lynn Wood there. Second, you know, now I can see why this went to trial. Maybe if he had competent legal representation, this would not have gotten so far. Yeah. You know, because all this stuff matters. I know people, you know, I, I understand the facts of the case and the evidence. Obviously, that matters, right, in this incident. But, mm-hmm. you know, judges do take into account, you know, the the outside of the court activities, you know, when when yeah. when coming, you know, and, and when they see him, when they see him and, you know, his legal representation saying, he, you know, this, that, and the other, when that was not the case. Well, I mean, too late, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, I, I, I'm just glad that his his lawn national nightmare is over. I think that given that this information, I think it's going to weigh heavily on whether he like remains in politics or not or something like that. I, I, in fact, I don't think he wants to be in politics. I think honestly, he, he's what, 18, 18 yeah. now? Just go live your life. Well, so yeah, he wants to go live to college. Every, everybody's uh, offering him job offers on the Hill and this, that, and the other. Just leave the kid alone. Leave him alone and just let him live his life. If he wants to, you know, come back to this, you know, activism and you know, peaceful, whatever, that's his, that, that's his call, but just, just leave him alone, please. Yeah, well, so alone. right now he's going to college uh, at Arizona State, which I assume he's attending online courses. He said he'd like to go to campus. I don't know if that'll be necessarily possible, but, and he wants to become a nurse, uh, you know, to help people. So I, I think that's very interesting. He said he may, you know, he may switch it up and, and go down the path of becoming a lawyer, since obviously this has, affected him the law but yeah i agree with you you know it's one thing to make a job offer it's one thing to do it privately uh but a lot of these politicians and such are doing it publicly just for a show and you know that that really doesn't help the situation i agree with you there so we'll see what happens i hope that he can you know to have a normal life uh i don't don't know if that's going to be necessarily possible but yeah um, but you know, and and one other part that I want to play a clip of real quick here, mm-hmm. uh, and he basically was asked, you know, what kind of death threats are you getting, and do you think that the government is going to, you know, help protect you from that? Take a listen to what he had to say about the FBI, which is so in line with what all of us we, we always are thinking about the FBI. I'm at a place now to where. I, can't, I have to have um, people with me because people want to kill me just because I defended myself and they're, they're too ignorant to look at the facts of what happened. Do you, do you feel the threats? I, I do. I, I see some of the threats. Some of the things people say, it's absolutely sickening. Has, do, are you confident that the government will protect you from these threats? Because that's, of course, the government's job. I hope so, but we all know how the FBI works. but you know the fbi (laughs) yeah oh my god the great notorious fbi so uh, one last thing on the rittenhouse verdict here yeah remember we talked about last week how uh this has nothing really to do with black people whatsoever because it was only white people involved yeah yeah, Uh, yeah. you know everyone tried to make it into this big old race thing where (laughs) joseph rosenbaum was the one using the n-word there (laughs) <laughs> you wrote you wrote about that i think right yeah yeah i wrote about it for vip uh, today about how the, the left is just addicted to misinformation and mm-hmm. this was i thought it was just maybe a couple accounts 
no, apparently it was everybody who thought that he that this was a a BLM protest and B he killed two black guys. Oh um, yeah, I I straight up know of people who yeah. think that he killed black people, and I'm like, what? Yeah, I mean, oh, that's the basic and, fact. And one thing I forgot to mention was the other lie, which was that he he took that rifle across state lines. Yep. Well, the rifle was always in Kenosha, Wisconsin. That's where his stepfather lives, where his family lives. It's not that far from where he lives mm-hmm. in Illinois. It wasn't a cross-border raid, like everyone says, but, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. It's the narrative that matters. It's the feelings that matter for the left. And, yeah, you know, it's, you know, I, I, unfortunately, Mr. Producer took out, you know, this line. But, you know, they, they are basically like, you know, they, they can't help themselves. They're like the back alley crack whores of Atlantic City. You know, they just can't. <laughs> That's so true. They can't do it. So, um, <laughs> Well, you know, the, the other thing is, and, and a lot of people forget this, is that his friend who had a possession of the rifle, I forget his name, is still being prosecuted by that piece oh, of shit prosecutor, yeah. Binger, uh, but he is in front of the same judge. Yeah, so that, Schro- yeah I saw that. Judge Schroeder's on the, uh, Jack, uh, Jack Pasevic tweeted that, uh, you know, don't don't forget, I think it was Dominic, Dominic something? Dominic, yes, is Dominic something, yep. Yeah, thank God Judge Schroeder's overseen that one too, because. You know, so hopefully that'll also end favorably, but we'll see, but. If I were uh, Binger, I would just drop the case. Yeah, yeah, I, well. I mean, the two the two choices he has are one to just you know cut your losses and get out of the casino or to double down and and go for another loss Um, you know how that goes but the the main reason i brought this up is because democrats are suggesting and i had i i couldn't stop laughing when i actually read that i thought this was a onion headline democrats suggesting businesses give black employees a mental health day after the rittenhouse verdict Oh my god! Mm-hmm. That's like when colleges uh, gave uh, those those the uh, what's it called exams are canceled or they were postponed because of yep. the uh, because of the election, right? Because of the election or something. Yep. Well, it was the uh, in January. Well, you know, we could you could go all the way back to 2016. They they started that shit. Then you had you know the Jacob Blake and and all the other uh, race <laughs> riots. Essentially, that oh we can't have final exams because you know remember May 2020 was a big time when this was all going on because of. Uh, What's the guy's uh, name? Why can't I remember it now? The one in, uh, not in Kenosha, uh, George Floyd. Oh, George Floyd. There we go. Yeah, George Floyd. Yeah. The St. George. Yeah. Oh, I can't forget St. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, right? Did you see that? Oh, my God. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you referring to the Catholic University? Thing? Yes. Catholic University painting that mural that, that shows George Floyd as like Jesus Christ. Yep. So literally, I, we're I'm not exaggerating. Sure that, yeah, I'm up. pretty sure that's blasphemy. It's it, it was made for the campus ministry office and the law school. So it was mm-hmm. played there. And, and it's interesting because Catholic University obviously is supposed to be Catholic, right? Maybe a little based in more traditional values and stuff. But of course, the the youth of this country are very liberal. And even they were like, this is a step too far. Like, what what are we doing here? So, Ugh. yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, Biden's presidency going down the tubes. Well, we knew that for sure already. But even now, liberal magazines and liberal outlets are sounding the alarm, uh, not only saying that he is failing to deliver everything he promised, but now it's on the brink of failure. I'm like, okay, well, where have you been for the last, you know, what, nine months? 
Yeah, right. Um, and Jonathan Chait, who wrote that, I believe it's Jonathan Chait. Yes, it yes. is. Yeah. You know, he is a, I mean, he, um, he's, those, he's again, he's actually, he's actually, if you want to read the other side, a pretty rational read. He's a liberal, but he's not a communist. Like, you know, he's like Michael Tracy and Barry. He's Warren. an old school hard lefty, yeah, but they're, they're now considered to be like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like he's not like he thinks PC culture is in wokeism is like it has gone off the hinges. And um, but yeah, he, he's he, even he's saying that like Biden's when he's writing that Biden's presidency is on the brink of failure. You know, it's horrible because mm-hmm. he usually will find a way to defend something from the Democratic Party. But there's nothing here. The next line is my favorite that he's quote. Like a patient wasting away from some undiagnosable disease. Yeah. Well, I can diagnose it. It's called dementia. Dementia. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> I mean, oh. like, come on, this is ridiculous. Also, we're like, a year. We're less than a year into this presidency. I think I, I keep, we keep on saying this. We're not even a year into this guy, and he's already. Oh, I know. I know. Well, you know, we we said it a couple months ago, and everyone's like, "Oh, the midterms, the midterms, the midterms." Well, that's a long fucking way away, oh, and it's still way. a long way away. Yeah. It's <laughs> like. Mean, I get it. I mean, help is on the way, but by that time, the body's going to be totally desanguined, you know? <laughs> you know? No blood, bleed out. But yeah, his numbers continue to crash. You know, I, I think he's in the low 30s now at this point, which is uh, pretty pretty bad. I mean, so, um, you know, I think, remember, you know, the, the liberal, I mean, and this is a liberal data scientist, but he's also, he also knows how to message, and he's been writing about how Democrats can't message with this wokeism shit around. Uh, David Shore, Mm-hmm. Even admitted, he's like, if we, if, if Biden is below fifty percent approval next year, going into the midterms, he's, I quote, we're fucked. That's what he said. You know, they're at thirty. So, well, you know, like we've said a couple times here, you know, it's a long ways away. But is there a sign that things are going to get any better? I don't think so. Uh, we have, you know, energy crises that are getting worse and worse by the day. At the same time, the White House is talking about shutting down pipelines. They're also saying, oh, well, you know, we need to take 50 million barrels of oil out of the strategic reserve. So how do you square those two up? Right. Yeah. I know. yeah. Well, you can also, make- we didn't we wouldn't have to do that if if Biden didn't declare war on natural gas and, you know, what and whatnot. But, hey, it is what it is. Well, yeah, you know, you have you have not only the war on petroleum itself, but also the war on natural gas. And you have uh, what looks to be in my opinion, in my humble opinion, a very cold winter coming up. Yes. Everybody that listens to the show knows that I follow the weather and seasonal, you know, forecasting and stuff like that. You know, it, it looks to be very cold, at least in the northern half of the country. And we're going to see significant issues with, with supply of natural gas, with the price of natural gas. People's heating bills are going to be through the roof. You know, and that's in addition to the the car fuel costs that are already way through the roof and only going to get worse. So that's one part of the problem that's contributing to the economic crisis that we're in. You know, and then the rest of the supply chain is all fucked up. Inflation is spiraling. Like, you know, I think those are going to be the real big issues going into next year. And that's not even to mention the border crisis. Yeah. You know, and 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 so many other things that are just totally falling apart yeah and and he can't eat and he can't keep up with any of this mm-hmm. he really can't well that was my other question is he did this physical the other day do you remember when the left forced trump into taking a cognitive test yeah i think he needs to do it where's his cognitive test yeah. with the results also i think those results were fake 
Well, I mean, they, they they didn't release anything. Yeah. Oh, I thought they released. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, no. whenever, well, whenever they do, and it says that he's okay, he's not. Hey, okay. Well, they see. Yeah, the physical said that he's okay. You know, like there's no there's no cancer or whatever, anything like that. You know, okay is uh, uh, pretty. Yeah. Subjective uh, to him. Good. Okay, so the body double is in good health. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, apparently he did not take a cognitive test. This is according to Admiral Ronnie Jackson, who was the White House physician uh, until he was pushed out by a fake scandal. But then he became a congressman, so he made out. Um, but he said, apparently, yeah, Joe Biden did not take a cognitive test. And obviously, without taking it, there can't be any results. But like he, like you said, I mean, the results would be faked anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, we're, we're living in like communist Politburo times here. Um, he is the look, healthiest, most mentally active president ever, Joe Biden. <laughs> well, that's like when uh, when Trump had that clear quack doctor put together that statement during the well, that uh, guy that guy looked like a clown like he literally <laughs> looked like a clown with hair yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like the, the most healthiest person i've ever seen in my life and i'm and like they, you know let's they let's caught him outside away. his office having a cigarette or something and he was yeah talking yeah I'm like, let's and his wife that. comes out like get the fuck back inside what are you doing yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's that's where we're at with joe biden i mean what i was saying to someone the other day is uh, is he gonna make it through the midterms I don't know. Right. I, I really don't know. I'm not, and actually, I'm not exaggerating. I know we joke, like, I'm not exact. Like, I don't know because yeah, it's 50 50 at this point. I mean, he's just, it's just, I mean, every single, it's like, it's like every six to eight weeks, he loses another step. And the that, most hilarious thing, and you saw this, yeah, they're talking about reelection. I know. I, that's the dementia talking, I think. Well, you know, I think there's a couple angles to this that they're trying to play at this point. One, the true angle, which we've talked about from day one, is that they need to get him until January 21st of 23, because that keeps Kamala eligible for two full terms. Although apparently she's getting thrown to the back of the uh, bus, I guess she would say, (laughs) 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 to go there. He's being Uh, Rosa Parks. Basically, uh, for Mayor Pete Buttigieg, who has zero experience in anything, I mean, neither does Kamala, but like, let's be oh, fucking real. At least she's vice president, not some, yeah. you know, cabinet secretary who has no fucking clue what he's that's doing. That's right for a, a, a woke war right there. The black woman is being. Well, it's already happening. Placed by the gay white guy. You, you <laughs> see the, the vice president's office is laying the groundwork for that. So you have that date angle, which is, you know, a hard deadline. That is, you know, they want to get to that date. Uh, second, if Biden says he's not running. He essentially becomes a lame duck right here now. Yeah, yeah. So they have that, you know. And then lastly, if he says he's not running, not only is he a lame duck, but it sets off the immediate intra-party war, which yeah. the Democrats are already at war with themselves. Yeah. And they, yeah. you know, they don't need that right this second, especially while they're still trying to get this ridiculous fucking bill passed. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens after the midterms. I agree. Because after that, and I mean, that's when he does need to decide if he's going to do it or not, because then everybody has to get their, their people and their infrastructures rolling, you know? Yeah, well, well, going back to my original, the reason I brought this up, though, is now that there's this major rift between him and Kamala, and it is a major rift. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, we were on to this a couple months ago, but it's getting way, way worse now. She has no reason not to stab him in the back and initiate either 25th Amendment proceedings or try to force him out through leaks of, 
you know, oh, Joe totally lost it during this meeting or he can't keep up or this or that. You know, we've seen leaks coming out of the vice president's office. Yeah. So that's going to be very interesting to see what happens. It'll be a lot of palace intrigue over the uh, over the next year leading up to the midterms. But I I, I don't know. And, and do we think that they're going to get this so-called build back better bill passed through the Senate that they passed through the House? Uh, probably not. Well, we should hope not for our country, uh, but I've, I've seen nothing that that suggests that Manchin and Cinema are going to move off their positions. Yeah, you know, wait until the horse trading starts. But the interesting thing is that if they change the bill at all, it has to go back to the yeah. House. Yeah. And in the <laughs> House, it only it only passed by what, three votes, four votes. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so, you know, if they take a bunch of the liberal bullshit out. Then the progressives could turn around and stab them right in the back yeah. there. Yeah. But you know, of course, the most expensive provision of this entire thing is the tax break for wealthy blue state liberals known as SALT. And it's by far one of the most egregious things ever that uh, the federal taxpayer should subsidize states that can't get their own fucking budgets under control oh, yeah. basically all the rich white libs who live in urban based settings yeah that's basically it that's what it is yeah oh yeah i mean it, it's one of those things it's like it just it, it defies logic but other than that a couple thanksgiving related stories here i believe you wrote this one up right about this msnbc segment oh yeah basically yeah i forget the host name but she you know it was uh oh Giasi Ross. It wasn't Joy Reid. This sounds like a Joy Reid thing. No, it was one of her fillings, but she basically uh, was like, I hear here's a special comment. And it was some guy, I forget his name, but he basically basically gave like a little, it was like a little mini special commentary slash history lecture that was totally soaked in bullshit about how Thanksgiving is a genocidal white holiday and this, that, and the other. I'm just like, no one's gonna talk about this. Yeah. Some families are seeing each other for the first time since the pandemic. They're not gonna talk about how like a bunch of engines got smallpox and died or some shit like that. No one gives a fuck. Everyone's going to eat, eat, be eating turkey and watching the lions lose again on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I just don't get this fucking obsession with the Indians. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Right? Whole yeah, you know, Columbus Day. And then apparently I look on my, on my uh, Google calendar and they just took it upon themselves to uh, declare Friday Native American Heritage Day. Yeah. What? It's it's all about that intersectionality thing, man. Remember, all the oppressed people are intertwined. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I I tend not to go down that rabbit hole because I, I get scared. Yeah, it, it's thinking <laughs> about it. It scares me. So it's just crazy what the left is trying to do to this country. But I think you're really starting to see a lot of a lot of waking up going on across yeah. this country to what their bullshit is. I mean, we've been talking about their game for a long time, but. You know, here we are now, and a lot of people, I think a lot of the normals, as as we call them a lot of times, yeah. the people that aren't immersed in politics, are seeing what's going on here. For sure. Um, and as we've previously reported, thank you to Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg, grocery chains have now began rationing Thanksgiving items, citing major supply chain issues. So oh. if you have not gotten your Thanksgiving shit yet, I highly recommend you turn off this podcast and go to the store right yeah, now. Oh, go right now. Canned pie filling, cranberry sauce, and I believe gravy has now been rationed. Yes. So also, I hear like is, a major cornerstone of the fucking dinner is being rationed. So yes, yeah, stuffing is going. And then, oh, and MSNBC's suggestion was if you can't afford it, just don't buy a turkey this year. Oh, my God. Yep. Bidenflation. Here we are. Here we are. 
shameless plug before we get to the few good news stories of the day. If mm-hmm. you want to help us fight back against Biden and his cabal of deep state leftists, as we've discussed them destroying our country completely, uh, while getting exclusive access to uncensored version of Triggered, which everyone who signs up loves, go to townhall.com slash subscribe today. Use the promo code Triggered to get 25% off. You'll be directly funding us through the midterms. You'll get access to some of the most amazing conservative content out there, including Triggered Uncensored, Matt's VIP columns, Kurt's VIP members only content, including his columns, videos, podcasts, and a whole lot more. You'll be directly supporting our team of dedicated patriots who are standing up against this liberal oppression. Thank you to all of you who have already become VIP members and to also our regular Triggered listeners. It means the world to us and we love all of you. So let's get into the good news of the day. Two quick stories here before we wrap up. While Biden raises taxes, DeSantis drops a $1 billion tax credit on Florida. Oh, How great. Right. It is. Yep. Yep. It's uh, apparently immediate relief for Floridians by suspending the gas tax until prices come back down. Good. Last but not least, I know you were loving this. I was loving this too. Uh, as was reported yesterday, Stephen Hayes and Jonah Goldberg, two of the worst piece of shit never Trumpers that were out there that had somehow still survived at Fox News, officially resigned as contributors to Fox News over Tucker Carlson's new January 6th special. Oh, I know. Right. Oh, you know what? Just happened? Never, those two were like never really featured for weeks and months. I haven't, no, I, no, I haven't seen Hayes in like forever. Well, the only place that they were on was on Brett Baer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, now, right? now Brett Baer's panel will become bearable to watch again. Good. And Fox News just got a whole lot better. And yeah. speaking of which, Tucker Carlson's January 6th special, tremendous. Highly recommend you watch it. That alone makes it worth the cost of Fox Nation. And I'm not being paid to say that. So, <laughs> well, um, But the- I will say, in these trying times with Biden inflation, Oh my God! Gold and silver from Roslyn Capital. Oh my God! Do we not recommending this? this? Is not financial advice. <laughs> it's not. It's true. It's not. It's not. But disclaimer. Bye. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! That's all. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! The one thing I did love is that immediately after they resigned, Tucker Carlson released a uh, uh, graphic on Twitter, a graphic promoting the show that said, "Quote." The documentary series that drove Jonah Goldberg to an impotent rage. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, with that being said, obviously, we won't have a show on Thursday due to Thanksgiving. So, we'll be back here next Tuesday with another episode of Triggered. If you have any uh, liberal relatives, don't be afraid to shove their face in the shit that they've foisted upon us with Joe Biden, because we called this a long time ago. So... You know what? Throw some gasoline on that fire at your Thanksgiving table because you love to see it. Uh, (laughs) On that note, happy Thanksgiving and fuck Joe Biden. Let's go, Brandon.